Thanks for joining us at Warehouse Church. We would love for you to stay connected, and a great way for you to do that is to simply subscribe to this podcast. You can also stay connected throughout the week by checking out our website, warehousechurch.com, or by visiting our Facebook or Instagram pages. From wherever you are listening, we hope that you are encouraged by this week's message. This morning, Father, we know that there is no other name under heaven given amongst men whereby we must be saved. We thank you, we praise you, we honor you today for the name of Jesus. Help us to lift up his name this morning, Lord, so that you would draw people to yourself. Uh, May our words and the music we heard and everything we do this morning bring honor and glory to Jesus Christ, for it's in his name we pray, amen. Good morning, Warehouse Church. We're so glad to have you with us this morning. So glad for everybody that's with us online today. Uh, We are honored that you take uh, some time out of your day to be with us, whether it's live uh, with our church service today or you're online watching today. We want to greet you and thank you for being a part of Warehouse Church worship service today on July the 19th. So today we're continuing our series called Sacred. What does it mean to be sacred? Last week we established the idea that... There are things that all of us would say are sacred to us. A special day in our life, maybe the day the kids, your kids were born, maybe uh, a special thing your parents left for you or your grandparents left for you, or you can remember even a time and a place that was a very sacred moment for you in your life. And now I'm not, we're not taking anything away from those things for you because the understanding of the word sacred is something being set apart by God, Right? So if we understand that, something being set apart by God, then we can also understand that being sacred or something that is sacred is something that God deems as sacred. So today we're going to talk about the sacred name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4, and I kind of alluded to this when I prayed this morning, Acts chapter 4 and verse number 12, salvation is found in no one else For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. So the name of Jesus Christ is sacred. And because the name of Jesus Christ is sacred, we're going to look at some aspects of that. And then we're going to look at how that personally applies uh, to our life and why it's so relevant for us to understand the, the significance of the name of Jesus Christ. So let's go through this this morning. Because the name of Jesus Christ is sacred, number one, Jesus has supremacy over all of creation. Now, we're going to be reading some verses with each point out of Philippians chapter 2. I got a lot more verses I want to share with you this morning. They're going to be popping up on your screen. Make sure when you're watching this this morning that you're giving us some thumbs up. Throw them some amens out there. Say hi to everybody that you can that's on Facebook. Throw us some cool emojis to know that you're engaged with what we're talking about this morning. So let's go through this understanding that Jesus Christ has supremacy over all of creation. Now I remember when I was a kid and we would argue about things that were better than other things. We'd always try to do the one-up thing, right? My team's better than your team. And we would uh, talk about those kind of things. I'm going to say something today that's going to be recorded. I'm going to regret saying this the rest of my life, but I know there's some people in our church that are going to celebrate this. But when I was growing up in the 70s and started watching professional sports and football, we had some kids in our neighborhood in Philadelphia. I don't know how this happened, 
But these guys loved the Dallas Cowboys, probably because the Cowboys were on TV every week. And we would actually get into arguments about which team was better. And I would, I would yell and scream for my team. The Eagles are much, much better. And they would talk about this Roger Stallback stuff, and they would talk about Tom Landry, and they would talk about uh, Tony Dorsey. They would talk about all these players for the Cowboys that were winning, that were winning, that were winning the Super Bowl. And Andy, and Kenan, and Richard, and James, and Chris, and Kevin, and all of you people in our church that like your team, I'm going to say this. The Dallas Cowboys were better than the Eagles in the 70s and the 80s and 90s. So anyway, that was hard for me to say. But also, we also want to say to you, happy 25th anniversary for the last time you won a Super Bowl. But we're not going to go there. But we would always argue who would have supremacy. And the proof was in the pudding, right? They were a better team. Well, I want to talk to you about, just for a moment, how... Jesus Christ has supremacy over all of creation. Philippians 2.9 says this, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name which is above every name. Now there was a process that took place for this in Jesus' life. He was born of a virgin. The Old Testament gives us the, the trail of all these prophecies that led to the coming of Jesus Christ. Why he had to come, the perfect Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. Why that we needed a Savior that would come, uh, and, and, and how God was going to do that. And as Jesus was on the earth, he says this in John 17, 5, referring to who he was before in heaven, and now as he was on the earth, and now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory that I had with you before the world began. So what Jesus was saying was, just like the Bible teaches us, he's the same yesterday, today, today and forever. He existed in the trinity of God in eternity past, in the present, and also in the future. But Jesus was saying here, identifying himself with the Godhead of the universe, the trinity of God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, glorify me now. My ministry's almost done. I'm prepared to pay for the sins of the world. I'm ready to do the work that you've sent me, being 100% man and being 100% God. But he had supremacy all of creation because as Jesus said there, before the world began, he was part of the creation of all of humanity and everything that exists in our world today. Acts chapter 5, it tells, it tells us this. The God of our ancestors, Acts 5 verse 30, raised Jesus from the dead, whom you kill by the hanging him on the cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive them of their sins. Not only did God exalt him above all creation, God allowed his son to come and pay for the sins of all creation. And the only way that that could happen was an unblemished, without sin, perfect sacrifice in Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul talks about this in the book of Colossians, and he really goes through all the steps of this. He says, when you were dead in your sins and uncircumcised in your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave you of your sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing, triumphing over them by the cross. 
You see, Jesus Christ came to this earth, died on the cross, paid for our sins. Three days later, rose up from the grave. Forty days later, took his place, seated at the right hand of God as supreme authority over all of the earth. God says this about Jesus' name being sacred. Point number two is every creation will bow before the exalted Jesus. Everything in creation, every creature. It says in Philippians 2 verse 10 that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and under the, or on earth and under the earth. Every knee will bow before the exalted Jesus Christ. God tells us that we can be secure in that belief because it's in his word. Listen to what Isaiah says. All the way back in the Old Testament, before Jesus Christ came and lived his life for 33 years on this earth, hundreds of years earlier, the prophet Isaiah was inspired by God to pen these words so that we could read them today. He says in Isaiah 45, 22, Turn to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. By myself I have sworn my mouth has uttered in all integrity a word that will not be revoked. Before me every knee will bow, by me every tongue will swear. Every creature will bow before the exalted Jesus Christ. Here's the third thing we learn in the book of Philippians. Every tongue at one time or another, whether they're here on earth or when they face God face to face someday, will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Philippians 2.11, it says that, and every tongue will acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It tells us in John chapter 5 that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father equal. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father that sent him. Verily, truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but will cross over from death and into life. So if we understand that the name of Jesus Christ is sacred to God, and we can grasp onto these three facts this morning, right? That Jesus has supremacy over all of creation and that every creature will bow before the exalted Jesus Christ, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. How, what does that mean to you and I today, right? Because, you know, we're a church that talks about that God values relationship over religion. I think that word sacred kind of has, a, it really does, it has a religious undertone. If something is sacred, it must be connected to something that is religious. And we're not talking about, remember I said this to you last week and just a few moments ago, this understanding of sacred are not things that are sacred to you and I. These are things that are sacred to God that should be sacred to you and I. And as we talk about this today, the supremacy of Jesus Christ, that every knee's going to bow before Jesus Christ, and every tongue's going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Why is that relevant today in our life? Why is the sacredness of Jesus' name so important for you and I to understand today? Well, let me give you a couple of these thoughts. And these are things that really hit us where we are in our lives today with all the noise that's out there. Man, there's a lot of noise out there. A lot of noise in our world. A lot of things trying to get our attention today. But what does it mean to you and I that the name of Jesus Christ is sacred? 
Well, when you and I see Jesus Christ and his name is sacred, it commands our humility. Because he is above all things. He's above all things. That means he's greater than you and I. That means he is part of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit of God. That means he was there in creation. He was there in, cre in, in eternity past. He is before everything. And that means this, we're not at the same level as Jesus. And when we understand that, it commands our humility. Have you ever been around somebody that's a lot, that's a lot bigger than you? I'm kind of a big dude. But you know, it's funny, my whole life growing up, I've not felt like, and I usually am one of the bigger guys in a room, right? When Kim and I were missionaries in the Philippines, we would go around everywhere and people would just look at me like I was kind of a freak of nature. And you do not have to say amen to that online this morning, okay? And one of my missionary friends, Greg Lyons, we would go into a McDonald's and people would look at me and Greg Lyons would tell all these awesome Filipino people that were looking at me wondering who I was, you need to go get his autograph. He wrestles with the World Wrestling Federation. And all these kids would come up and start pulling on me, and they would want to know who I was, and they thought I was somebody famous because I was so big. But I never felt like the biggest guy in the room. You know why? Because my dad's bigger than me. And I worked with my dad for years, and I always remember how people saw my dad was huge. And, and I'm kind of at the point today, I think I'm a barely a little bit taller than my dad. We really can't tell because he's been confined to a wheelchair. But I'm kind of liking the fact that I'm taller than my dad, right? But even though that I see myself as taller than my dad right now, when I see somebody that's bigger than me, it kind of makes me realize I'm not the biggest deal around, right? And, and it kind of humbles me a little bit. And... When we think about the name of Jesus Christ, he's the perfect son of God. He's the lamb of God, which came and took away the sins of the world. And he was perfect, and he took every sin that Ed Trinkle ever committed, and every sin that you committed, and he bore it on his body, and he paid for it when he laid his life down and died on the cross of Calvary. He demonstrated that kind of love towards you and I. Even though we were sinners, he died for us. And when we understand the sacredness, the holiness, he's set apart by God. He's Jesus Christ, God's son. You know what it ought to command from you and I? Our humility. And I can tell you something right now, and I say this hopefully with the right spirit in my heart. We need to see people being a little bit more humble today. There's so much arrogance and pride and people wanting to be right over other people. There's group bullying that's happening in our country and all over the world today. There's one-on-one -on -one bullying that happens all over our world today. There's cyberbullying, people trying to flex their Facebook muscles and social media muscles, trying to overtake other people. Listen, the Bible tells us this, humble yourself in the eyes of the Lord and he will lift you up. We don't need to be self-promoters because as believers, we ought to be promoting the name of Jesus, not ourselves. When we see Jesus Christ as the sacred son of God, it commands our humility. Here's something else it should mean to you and I. When we know Jesus Christ and his name as sacred, it should encourage us during our trials. 
We get into this vortex of comparison in so many areas of our lives. This is better than that person has over here and he has more and she's more talented and he can do this. And we always, we always do that comparing, right? The new, the cars, the houses, the stuff, even gifts that, that all of us have. And then we also compare when we look at other people and some of the trials they go through. Well, I'm glad I don't have it as bad as that guy. But this, this should be the thing that encourages us in our trial. Not that somebody else has it worse than us. You ever, you've said that before. Well, it could be worse. I could live in a third world country. It could be worse for me. I could be under some kind of oppression. It could be worse. I could be the one dying in a hospital. It could be worse. I could be the one without a job. It could be worse, right? And we do that by comparison of everybody else's situation. When the truth of the matter is, when you go through a trial, and the Bible says you're going to go through trials, the book of James tells us we're going to be tested and tried. And you know what those two things are? Evidences of your relationship with God. So when you're tested and when you're tried, where do you go? Do you go to somebody else that's not as tested and tried as you are to get comfort? No, you know where we go to? The name of Jesus Christ. The name of Jesus Christ. It's sacred. He's God. And he can help us walk through those trials and those valleys that we experience in our lives today. But we couldn't do that if he was just a good man or just a prophet or, or a good teacher or even if he was just a good pastor. I'm sure way better pastor than I could ever imagine being. No question about that. But it's so much more than that. He's God, and he cares about you, and he cares about me as an individual. And because we understand that Jesus' name and the sacredness and the holiness of Jesus Christ, it encourages us to know that, you know what, it might be hard today, but I'm not just connected to him today. I'm connected to him forever. Here's the last thing. When we, when we understand that the name of Jesus Christ is sacred, uh, when we understand, truly understand that his name is set apart by God, it motivates us. It should motivate us to share his name. Back to Isaiah, before Jesus was even born, a lot of verses in Isaiah prophesy or foretell the coming of Jesus Christ. But listen to what Isaiah says in chapter 45, verse 24 and 25. They will say of me, in the Lord alone are deliverance and strength. All that have raged against him will come to him and be put to shame. But all the descendants of Israel will find deliverance in the Lord, and then they will make their boast in him. You see, when we go through trials, as we're going through this pandemic trial together, as you're going through, wow, we've talked to people in our church this week that have suffered from layoffs, from 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 losing their jobs, from businesses being shut down, people that have been sick, different trials that people have in our lives. We visited some of our seniors last week, Kim and I did, and when we went and saw them, uh, they, they, we, we took them a little tiny cupcake, and it was like, and I know they appreciated the gift, but they didn't want to see the cupcake. They wanted to see people because they've been alone for so long. When I talked to my dad and mom on the phone this week, my dad said, man, I can't wait just to see you and hug you. It's been four months. It's been four months since I've had physical contact with anybody in my family, right? We're going through trials. So what's our hope? Is our hope a vaccination? I don't want to get into the political side of that, but 
It really isn't. Is our hope that, that the right person's going to come and lead and, and, and help us get through this? Well, it's not going to be through a person, church. The thing that will get us through this is having faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And because we know that, he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Because we know that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Because we know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Because we know he's never going to leave us or forsake us. Because we know that his Holy Spirit lives inside of us and is interceding to God on our behalf. Because we know that Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, is our personal Savior, if you know him this morning. Seated at the right hand of God. And when I consider Jesus sitting at the right hand of God, waiting for God to tell him, you go get my kids, it kind of feels like right now that Jesus might be on like the edge of his chair, right on the edge of the throne going, okay, God, it's got to be getting close now. When do you want me to go and bring our children home? Because we know that, because we know days are short, because we know Jesus is coming again, that ought to motivate us, not just for the eternal hope, which we, we grasp onto and we celebrate and we love and we're so blessed to have that, but for the hope that people need today, knowing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, is sacred, it ought to motivate us to share his name. So let me ask you this question this morning. Are you sharing the name of Jesus? Our band sang that song earlier today. There is no other name. There is no other name. The name of Jesus. That means no religion in the world is going to save you except for the name of Jesus Christ. That means no good works or no money or anything in your life that you may think is good about yourself. Special talent, special gift, special family name. There's no name in the world that matters more than Jesus Christ. So the two things I want to ask you as we pray this morning and kind of close our service up is this. Do you know and trust in the name of Jesus, number one? And number two, are you sharing the name of Jesus? If you don't know him, you can know him today. The Bible tells us in the book of Romans that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You can be saved today by putting your faith and trust in the person and in the sacred name of Jesus Christ. And then if you don't know, if you, if you do know Christ as Savior, but Maybe it's been a while since you invited somebody to church. Maybe a simple act of sharing the name of Jesus today could be just you hitting, just simply hitting that little share arrow on your Facebook this morning uh, and, and sharing this message today to everybody that's in your thread that maybe somebody would watch this today and hear about the name of Jesus and put their faith and trust in him. But even more than that, hitting share is so easy. But it has such a big impact. Maybe there's somebody in your neighborhood or you work with or even in your family that needs to hear about the name of Jesus Christ. So if you need to pray and put your faith and trust in him, I'll lead you in that prayer. We'll pray together. But I also want to pray for you as we close it out that God would use you, that you would ask God, God, use me and open up a door for me to share the name of Jesus today. So let's all bow our heads and pray.
For whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So with our heads bowed and eyes closed, and kind of in a prayerful, just quiet moment before you and God, whether you're in this auditorium, whether you are watching online this morning, whether you're watching Sunday at 10 o'clock or Thursday at 2, it doesn't really matter. But if God, not Ed, is speaking to your heart today, and you know that you need to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. We had a friend send us an email this week. I prayed and invited Christ to come into my heart who lives in a faraway country and heard, this, heard a message from our church last week. So I pray that today, if you know that you need Christ, that you would pray with me, not to me, not to the television, but in your heart, putting your full faith and trust in God and his son, Jesus Christ. Would you word this prayer with me wherever you're sitting today? You say, dear God, I thank you for your son, Jesus. Would you please forgive me of my sins and come into my life and save me? I trust in the name of Jesus. Thank you for saving me and help me to live for you. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Father, I want to thank you for those that invited Christ to come into their hearts today. Father, I pray that they would reach out to us this week, that we could connect with them and be a part of their growth experience and their Christian life with you, hopefully at Warehouse Church or some church in their community, Lord that we could connect them to, that would teach them about the name and the life and the truth of the word of God about Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for everybody watching and everybody that's here that you would provoke us and guide us and, and actually, Lord, give us the, the strength that we need to share the name of Jesus this week. That maybe there's somebody we could invite to church through a, a social media invite or maybe a neighbor we can actually invite to church or bring them to the church next week at 10 o'clock or, or find somebody just to sit down with them and talk to them about the love, the sacrifice, and the, the, the death, burial, the resurrection, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, help that to be on our minds, in our hearts, and out of our mouths this week as we go into our community. Father, we love you and we thank you and we lift up the holy, sacred name, the name that's above every name today, the name of Jesus, your son. We ask you to, to, to bless this in our time together. In your name, we pray, amen. Amen. So, hey, say amen online if you're still hanging with us. Thank you for watching us today. Please, please, please hit the share button. Make sure you share this message with other people in your lives, in your social media community. Maybe somebody even send it to them on Messenger that you're thinking about this morning that may need to be encouraged in the Lord today. We have some great announcements that we want you to watch uh, that, are, that are very significant to some things that are going on in our church. But I wanna ask our church family specifically to make sure that you tune in tonight on Warehouse Church Community. And if you're not connected to that, you make sure you go on to Warehouse Church Community on Facebook. And today we'll be watching all day long because you have to ask to join that because we're gonna have a special uh, time with our church family tonight at six o'clock and talk to you 
kind of about the state of the church. I was going to call it the state of the union, the state of our unity. Uh, we were going to call it uh, warehouse inventory. We got a lot of fun things we were going to do with that. But honestly, church, it's very important for you to be connected tonight at 6 p.m. to be part of this update of the last six months, how we're getting through COVID, what we're doing moving forward, the business of the church, how are we doing right now with all those different things. So if you're not on Warehouse Church community and part of our Warehouse Church family, we hope that you will join that today. Warehouse Church community, we'll put a little uh, place up at the end of the service where you can click onto that and go through that. And Christina and all of our people that uh, monitor our social media will make sure that we accept your invitation and you'll be part of that very special meeting tonight. Thank you for watching us today. Hang on there for just about 10 more seconds and you'll see some of the announcements of some great things that are going on this week at the church. Keep in prayer our teenagers. They're leaving for camp on Thursday. We need about three more people to sponsor kids to go to camp and we hope that you'll be a part of that this week. Thank you for watching. Thank you for your faithfulness and giving. And more importantly than that, share the name of Jesus this week. Thank you. God bless.